My brothers and sisters in Christ, this Sunday's Gospel is the longest recorded conversation between Jesus and any person in the New Testament. It contains within it the elements of a fruitful Lent. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Jesus came to a town of Samaria called Sychar, near the plot of land that Jacob had given to his son Joseph. Jacob's well was there. Jesus, tired from his journey, sat down there at the well. It was about noon. A woman of Samaria came to draw water. Jesus said to her, Give me a drink. His disciples had gone into the town to buy food. The Samaritan woman said to him, How can you, a Jew, ask me, a Samaritan woman, for a drink? For Jews use nothing in common with Samaritans. Jesus answered and said to her, If you knew the gift of God, and who was saying to you, Give me a drink, you would have asked him, and he would have given you living water. The woman said to him, Sir, you do not even have a bucket, and the cistern is deep. Where then can you get this living water? Are you greater than our father Jacob, who gave us this cistern, and drank from it himself with his children and his flocks? Jesus answered and said to her, Everyone who drinks this water will be thirsty again, but whoever drinks the water I shall give will never thirst. The water I shall give will become in him a spring of water, welling up to eternal life. The woman said to him, Sir, give me this water, so that I may not be thirsty, or have to keep coming here to draw water. Jesus said to her, Go call your husband and come back. The woman answered and said to him, I do not have a husband. Jesus answered her, You are right in saying, I do not have a husband, for you have had five husbands, and the one you have now is not your husband. What you have said is true. The woman said to him, Sir, I can see that you are a prophet. Our ancestors worshipped on this mountain, but you people say that the place to worship is in Jerusalem. Jesus said to her, Believe me, woman, the hour is coming when you will worship the Father, neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem. You people worship what you do not understand. We worship what we understand, because salvation is from the Jews. But the hour is coming and is now here, when true worshippers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. And indeed the Father seeks such people to worship Him. God is spirit, and those who worship Him must worship in spirit and truth. The woman said to Him, I know that the Messiah is coming, the one called the Christ. When He comes, He will tell us everything. Jesus said to her, I am He, the one speaking with you. At that moment his disciples returned and were amazed that he was talking with a woman, but still no one said, What are you looking for, or why are you talking with her? The woman left her water jar and went into the town and said to the people, Come see a man who told me everything I have done. Could he possibly be the Christ? They went out of the town and came to him. Meanwhile the disciples urged him, Rabbi, eat. But he said to them, I have food to eat of which you do not know. So the disciples said to one another, Could someone have brought him something to eat? Jesus said to them, My food is to do the will of the one who sent me, and to finish his work. Do you not say in four months the harvest will be here? I tell you, look up and see the fields ripe for the harvest. The reaper is already receiving payment and gathering his crops for eternal life, so that the sower and reaper can rejoice together. For here the saying is verified that one sows and another reaps. I sent you to reap what you have not worked for. Others have done the work, 
and you are sharing the fruits of their work. Many of the Samaritans of that town began to believe in him because of the word of the woman who testified, He told me everything I have done. When the Samaritans came to him, they invited him to stay with them, and he stayed there two days. Many more began to believe in him because of his word, and they said to the woman, We no longer believe because of your word, for we have seen and heard for ourselves, and we know that this is truly the Savior of the world. The Gospel of the Lord Did anyone present have the opportunity to attend Pocketbook Bingo last week? It was an amazing event, seemingly sold out with nearly 200 people, 70 gift baskets, and 13 purses. The winner of each bingo game won a designer purse. I myself won one last year. It seems the most hotly desired purse this year was a Louis Vuitton. Purses are often essential to the female wardrobe, offering both style and convenience. They may hold keys, credit cards, makeup, spare change, hand sanitizer, tissues, whatever else you can pack in there. I remember my mother's purse used to get so full that she could never find the one thing she was looking for. In Jesus' time, women didn't carry purses. They didn't have all of the extras that we tote around today. What they did carry daily was water. Each morning the female head of household would gather water at the local well for her family. Just as women might distinguish themselves by their purse today, women in Jesus' time distinguished themselves by their water jars. The size, the color, the quality, the design. Those jars were as much of a status symbol as designer handbags are today. Today's gospel, we encounter a woman gathering water at a well, but she's not there in the early morning as we might expect. Normally, women went in groups as a way to socialize, but this woman has journeyed alone in the midday heat. It was her way of avoiding other women, who likely gossiped about her checkered past. She's been married five times and is now with a sixth partner. All of a sudden, Jesus appears and strikes up a conversation. It was socially taboo for a man to speak with a woman alone if he were not married or related to her. Even more, Jews never spoke to Samaritans. They hated each other. But the Lord engages her, directing their conversation to her personal life. Go call your husband and come back, he says. Sir, I do not have a husband, she replies, embarrassed. You already had five husbands, Jesus says, and the one you have now is not your husband. The fact that this woman has been married five times and is now in a sixth relationship indicates her thirst for love and her inability to find it. She's reluctant to admit her past to Jesus, but eventually their conversation leads her to conclude that he knows all about her past, even her deepest yearnings and may in fact be the Christ. Inspired by what she experiences, she leaves her precious water jar, and by extension her checkered past, at the well to go tell her peers about whom she's found. Come see a man who told me everything that I have done. Could he possibly be the Christ? she exclaims. 
In awe, people follow her to meet the Lord. This is the longest recorded conversation the Lord has with anyone in the Gospels. Within it we find the essence of a fruitful Lenten journey. First, Jesus confronts this woman about the direction of her life. That's her Ash Wednesday. After admitting her infidelity, she repents and is absolved. Transformed by that encounter, she seeks others out, in fact, the very people whom she avoided earlier in the day, to tell them about Jesus. That's her experience of new life, of Easter. On Ash Wednesday, a minister traced a cross of ash on our forehead while saying the words, Repent and believe in the gospel. Like the woman at the well, what did we need to repent of? Perhaps it was an overindulgence in food, drink, social media, or the internet. The way we may sometimes treat other people, or the weight of an unforgiving heart. Are we still carrying any of that within? There's still time to change. We're only halfway through Lent. By God's grace and our own practice of prayer, fasting, and almsgiving, we'll be able to celebrate new life at Easter. Then we'll be sent out like the woman at the well. I wonder, who will we invite to come and see?